Welcome to the Dive Table. I'm Jay Gardner, and with me as always is Mr. Nicholas Hogel. Nick, how are you doing this fine day? I am doing pretty good. Well, to be honest with you, I think I'm coming down with a little bit of something. Uh, of course, you know how it goes. They, they stop making it mandatory to wear masks, so everyone stops wearing masks, and then just the sickness starts going around. <laughs> so I, I think you're homesick. I think that's yeah, what yeah. it is. <laughs> Symptoms being... You know, stiffly nose and needed needing to get in the water. You're just yes, homesick. Yes. Needing you're missing Lake Travis. That's what you <laughs> that's what it is. You know. Those zebra mussels had uh had really fought off the colds for you. They're a, they're a boost to your immune system. That's a unknown fact. Did you know that? <laughs> I did not know that. It's good good to know. Uh yeah, how, that's how is, I never uh, get sick. How is lovely Lake Travis this time of year? You know, we went diving this week, uh, and to, this week was the first time where Viz was decent. Now, de- you know what decent <laughs> means? It was like five feet, uh, so that was nice, and it was it was nice. And I have some fun news to share. It's not really news, but it's fun. Was finally producer Daniel went diving, and so Daniel oh. and I got to take a little dive together, a little night dive together. And it just brought me back. It was so nostalgic because we used to dive together a lot and at night. And he was the first one to show me the trick of, and I don't recommend this for people out there. It's, uh, you know, unless you know what you're doing is, you know, when you're diving at night, when you cover your light or turn off your light and cover your you know screen of your computer while you're at a platform or something like that. So you can know where you're at. It's amazing because it's, you know, it's complete. All you hear is bubbles. You can't see anything. It's the closest I ever felt to being in space. Like if you could, if you could put like you know fish out there that just had glue a little bit, you know, <laughs> glow fish <laughs> you know, that look like stars, then you would think I'm actually in space right now. Um, if you could hold your breath, I think on a rebreather with no sounds and the twinkling fish, then you could you could simulate space right there but <laughs> it's the closest i've ever felt it's like this is what it must feel like to be an astronaut so we got to go diving together and uh it was awesome and and really just loved that dive that we took we took a little 40 minute shallow you know 40 foot dive and it was it was a really nice time together so this is getting was better i don't know if it's getting better uh we'll <laughs> see this next week but it was a little bit better you know five to to eight feet in some spots, we're like, "Whoa, I can actually see in front of me." That's this is lovely. amazing. How's the so, lake level? Uh, it's still, still low, 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 yeah. and dropping. Oh, still, and still dropping. Oh, like last man. week, yeah, two weeks ago, the um, you know, one of the, I mean, people that haven't dove there, or if you ever want to dive there, right now you have to go down like two and a half flights of stairs to the platform that's really far out of water and only one platform is open. And then there's a little steel staircase that goes down to the water's edge. And then there's rocks and that all of that used to be you know, completely in 30, 20, 30 feet of water. Well, now you go down those, you know, steel ones and that, then you would step off that step and you were in the water two weeks ago. When you step off that step last week, you're now on top of a rock and oh. then you have to go from the rock down into the water. So it's it's still dropping. But the good news is the weather has started to shift where we're getting cooler. It's Instead of hundreds, it's 90s during the day. But at night, it's dropping down to like 
you know, mid fifties, low sixties. So making me cold. It's over kind here. of weird days. Yeah. You get, <laughs> you get, uh, you get out in the morning, take the kids to school, uh, and it's cold and you pick them up and it's hot. <laughs> so yeah. it's one of those weird, Sounds like Texas. It's that weird period of time. Yeah. Weird period of time. Well, good. Um, so today, now that we've had our good chit chat today, <laughs> we wanted to focus this episode on you just got back from an incredible, incredible dive expo or conference, or I don't know, whatever word you want to use there called ADEX, which is the Asia dive expo. And we wanted to focus this episode on your experience there, what you learned. I wasn't there with you, obviously. Uh, and I'm excited to hear about what you learned, what it was like, you know, who you met, all this kind of stuff, what you took away from. And, you know, the we saw a bunch of representation of the dive table out there. I saw some photos of people walking around in dive table shirts, which was kind of cool. So excited to hear the story and hear all about ADEX and your experience there. So that's what we're going to do today. Uh, you ready to, to, to roll into this one? Yes, I am. podcast for scuba divers everywhere take your seat at the dive table with your hosts nick hogel and jay gardner all right so nick you just got back from adex which is the asia dive expo and i'm really looking forward to hearing how it went and what it was like to go to a big dive conference and so let's roll right into it. Why don't you start with just what is ADEX? Where was it? What were the dates? What was kind of the the thing that brought you there? Um, so it was actually in Singapore. And um, as, as a lot of you know by now, I am in Malaysia. And uh, unfortunately, I, I was telling a lot of people, I'm like, yeah, I want to try to do a dive trip at least once a month. And this was one of the first things that popped up. So I was like, oh, I've never been to a dive expo, dive conference, anything like that before. And uh, ADEX, Asia Dive Expo, um, I, I don't know, because they have a lot of different events. You know, they'll have them in the Philippines. They'll have them in Singapore. Uh, I believe they had one in Malaysia a few years ago. Um, it's the largest dive expo in Asia. So I just wanted to, you know, for various reasons, go there. Um, one, just to check it out Two, obviously, you know, spread the good word of the dive table and hopefully, you know, rope in some listeners and, and get our name out there a little bit, which I felt that I was able to do. Um, and that was that was quite exciting. Um, but a lot of it uh, was there was a lot of talks and um, I actually so the the ticket that I bought was called uh, I don't want to say it's, it was it was it's called Tech Dive. Um, oh, I can't think of the name of it right now, but uh, basically it was the portion of the show that was more focused on technical diving. So I was able to meet um, some really cool big names that I've followed for quite a while. And that was quite exciting to see him talk because it was it was this own little sectioned off area where they would talk about tech diving and um, wreck diving and just all this different stuff just surrounded around technical and then in the big area, um, there was a lot of other talks about conservation and um, just various talks, which I, I wish I would have been able to 
it's not the only reason why he wasn't able to sit in on him was because I was just, you know, either a walking around or there's a couple tech talkers that I wanted to to listen to. Um, but they had a lot of good stuff that I felt like I missed out on. But in one of those type of shows, I guess it's just kind of hard to to see and hear everything. Right. Because you have you know, they had three stages. So at any given point, there's something going on on each stage. So you just kind of have to focus on the one that you want to listen to. Um, and I felt like I missed out on some some good talks just because I was, you know, a, a either walking around or, you know, just more focused on the technical side of it, um, because that was quite interesting. There was some, like I said, some names I'll mention here in a minute um, that I got to see speak, which was really, really cool. Um, and then there was a lot of gear, uh, presentations, um, you know, uh, Dan had a big, Dan world had a big booth set up there, which was, uh, quite, quite funny because I think it was like two or three weeks before, um, I went to the show, uh, and, and I actually didn't know this, but there's a Dan and then there's a Dan world. So there's Dan that's focused on the I, I actually I don't even know if it's just focused on the United States, um, but I think once you get outside of that, then then you have to become a Dan World member. Um, so I had to basically create a new account because obviously I've been living in the states for a very long time. Um, so it was quite nice just to to talk to the Dan people and um, you know see their booth and just you know kind of see what they got going on. You know the the different things that they're bringing to the table no pun intended um so that was quite fun yeah that's awesome it's also funny that it sounds like the you know the the size of it is awesome but as a consumer you're just trying to figure out what can i go to next or where can i go like do i do this talk or this talk because i want to see them both and that's always a, a difficult thing at any conference you're like you have to prioritize I'm always a back sitter at conferences, not dive conferences. I, I haven't been to one yet, but in conferences in general, so I'm always like, well, if I get into this one and I'm not really vibing with it, you know, <laughs> it's not what I expected it to be or whatever. And I'll sit in the back so I can, I could quietly sneak out and go to the other one that I was thinking about going to. So <laughs> <laughs> I'm notoriously bad about like, you know, I, I always joke because I spoke at a lot of conferences, but not nothing to do with diving. It's always been, business and innovation things like that and i always applaud the front sitters the people that sit right up in front because they're committed right they're committed for that hour <laughs> and i'm never committed i'm always in the back like if this stinks i want an, a clear exit strategy and the back <laughs> and, and an exit row is where i'm gonna sit so were uh, you a front sitter or a back sitter in, well, in some of the talks that you went to so oddly enough um in the tech talk um, it was a small area. It was a very small area. And, um, and then sometimes, you know, there wasn't a whole lot of guests that were sitting. So basically you might be one of five people in there, one of like 10 people. So there was really no, like you couldn't, you couldn't escape. And I mean, you know, just how things go. Um, it, sometimes you just had to get up out of your seat and go. And, you know, for me, I was just making rounds cause, um, on the first day, I was there Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. And uh, on the first day, the the tech talk was only Saturday and Sunday. So the first day, I was just really walking around and um, you know meeting some new people, um, making some friends. Um, so on the second day, I would kind of go around and I had those booths that I would gravitate back towards 
just because I, you know, would end up sitting at somebody's booth for 20, 30 minutes. Um, like right currently right now, I'm, uh, wearing a Manta Trush shirt, which I'll talk, talk about them here in a second. Um, but so I was just kind of doing my rounds and then sometimes you just needed to go to the bathroom or grab some food. Cause that was the other thing I was, I was, uh, they, they literally would only have like 10 minutes in between. Sometimes it would be speakers back to back to back. And then like, okay, we're going to take a quick little lunch break and then there'd be 10 minutes. So it's like, it's kind of hard to go and grab some food when there's, you know, 13 people in line in front of you. And then, you know, by the time you get back there, there's like two other speakers down. Um, so I did miss a couple of speakers that I was uh, a little bit bummed out about, but I was able to see some, um, some, some awesome speakers and just kind of, you know, learn some new and fun, interesting things that, uh, people are just pushing in the, the diving industry, I should say. Um, but yeah, it wasn't it wasn't too bad. But yeah, it was a, it was a little bit of a smaller crowd, so you know there was no back back seating or whatever you call it. <laughs> you kind of once you were in there, it was like okay, yeah, you, you I'm, feel I'm in this or when I'm you not. walk into a a talk that has like five people in it, and you're one of those. I'm always like I always feel like I'm naked, <laughs> like I'm fully exposed. <laughs> if I do anything, the poor speaker is gonna know. So like, yeah, that's funny. I know. And then you feel bad too because you're like, oh, I'm one of five people in here. I don't want to be, you know, they're just the, the presentation slowly going downhill or something. Not not that it was on, on any of the talks or anything like that, but it's just, you know, I'm sure that's got to be kind of a, a nerve wracking thing for some people, even to get up in front of five people and speak. Um, but the, the bigger stages out on the main floor um, were definitely you could be that, you know, the back sitter where you could just kind of post up in the back. Cause there was a lot more people, a lot more going on. Um, so yeah, it was, so it was does quite, the size uh, of the technical portion of the expo. Is that reflective of the size of kind of the technical diving community in Southeast Asia? Like, is there not a lot of tech diving going on there or is it just, you know, um, maybe people don't come to tech divers don't come to conferences or, or what's, what was your take there? You know, I'm not 100% sure. I mean, there's definitely a a good amount of technical diving out here um, in Asia. I just think it was, um, to be honest, I'm not completely sure. Um, I, I think it might just be more. Well, I can honestly say from what I saw, the, the, the conference um, was kind of more geared towards your fun diving, you know, recreational um, type diver. And then obviously, you know, in any diving community, there's the the small little branch off of technical divers. And um, so I don't, I don't necessarily think that. And then also too, um, what I came to find out as I arrived there, uh, this was the first one since COVID. So I think the last one that they had was in 2019. And I think there, I, I want to say there was a bigger turnout uh, because obviously things were a little bit different, you know, um, and Singapore was quite strict um, with their lockdown rules. I mean, there was a lot of places that were quite strict, but I know Singapore was pretty strict with their lockdown. So um, I, I definitely think that might have had something to, to play into that. Um, the fact that it was the first one back and then, uh, you know, that, that's another thing that I was going to bring up here in a minute, um, about how, 
um, the the whole COVID situation and the in the dive industry had such a it was well, good. Well, let's get into maybe some the of the industry, so. the highlights for you. So, what were some of the the cool things you experienced or people that you met or what were some of your top line highlights from the expo? So uh, one of the cool, really cool things for me is there's a lot of, you know, I think like just any typical diver um, on social media or um, you just hear of various organizations that, you know, you just kind of come across in your, you know, researching of diving, dive travel or just diving in general. Um, so there was actually uh, probably like four or five booths of people that I've been following for quite a few years and um, maybe some of them like a year, some of them six months, but I knew of them and it was actually really nice to be able to go there and speak to them about what they're doing. Um, for all you videoers out there, I'm, I'm wearing this Manta Trust shirt and um, I had heard of them, I want to say back in like 2018, 2019. And because uh, I did a dive with Manta Rays, you know, just still one of my top favorite dives I've ever done. And it was super cool to be able to go and just kind of chat with the booth. And I was like, Oh, I'll definitely buy a shirt. Um, I'm not much into buying a lot of different types of clothes, but I was like, I'll definitely buy a shirt because it's supporting a good cause. Um, and there's, there's two big Manta organizations that if you do any type of Manta research, you basically kick up your knowledge or the information that you find to these organizations. Uh, Manta Trust, I can't think of the other one off the top of my head, um, but they're also they also do uh, they're also um, have a facility in Thailand. And at one point, I was looking to go and volunteer there just to to kind of do the different you know typical you know tourist diving. It's kind of nice. I've done a, a marine conservation project at one point a few years ago. That's when I heard about Manta Trust, and I was like, oh, that'd be kind of cool to to go and, you know, kind of give back to the community and then get educated on the different things. Um, so, you know, fun little fact that uh, all of, and I'm probably going to butcher this because I don't think you'd necessarily call it a stomach, but the bottom of mantas are all different. So whenever they're different forever, it's like, it's like a human fingerprint. Every, every manta is different on the uh, designs or, you know, spots that they have. And so when they try to identify mantas, they try to take pictures of their bellies, basically, and um, they'll load them up into, you know, uh, a platform. Then that way they can kind of track these different mantas like, oh, this manta was seen, you know, they'll compare like a fingerprint and they'll compare them like, oh, this manta was seen, you know, in this part of the world. Now it's seen in this part of the world. And it, it's kind of cool to see that sort of thing, you know, just how far some of these creatures can travel. Um, you know, they might be spotted, you know, on one side of the world and, and the next year they're spotted on the other side of the world. And um, it gets me quite kind of jealous sometimes knowing that they can just, you know, they don't even have to put gas in their car or, you know, hop on a plane. They can just travel from continent to continent. <laughs> but so Manta Trust was pretty cool. Um, I was able to, um, speak to a lot of different places that I've wanted to, um, go to. Uh, there was a, um, I don't know if you, all you, you know, diehard listeners out there. I don't know if you remember us talking about our five different places. Like, I think it was like, uh, what was it? Desert Island dives. Was that, was that the name of the, um, 
the episode. Uh, but yep. one of the dives that I've always wanted to do was the sardine run. And there was a booth there that was specifically, you know, targeting people that want to go on the sardine run. And I was quite excited um, just to to talk to them. And um, uh, I don't have their their name in front of me right now, but uh, they seemed very interested in coming on to the show because I'm, you know, uh, I was like, hey, man, this would be awesome if you wanted to come on to the show and just kind of tell us what a typical day with your organization is like, just um, what a typical day in the sardine run would be like. And, um, it, you know, it's quite different than your your you know, normal dive trip where you go and you do your two tank dive um, in different areas for 45 minutes to an hour. Um, They're basically saying they just kind of chase the ball. They have lookers that are looking for all the seagulls and and the the commotion in the water. And then they'll speed over there and you jump in really quick and you just kind of swim with all this stuff. And then, and then it's gone. Like two minutes later, like the whole area might be just completely cleared out and you hop up on the boat and then the lookers are just looking out and, it just seemed really, really cool. Just something different. It's something that I've wanted to do for a long time. So that was that was quite exciting. But yeah, so uh, the couple other people that... Um, well, look, before I go into that, one thing that I really um, enjoyed about the Dive Expo is because as I was saying earlier, um, this was the first one post-COVID. Right. So the, the, this was going on for, you know, every year. And then the last two years, I, I'm pretty sure they didn't have it. I think 2019 was the last one. So, um, and it was kind of, I felt that it was just kind of some of these organizations, some of these dive resorts, um, just coming back out and, you know, just trying to get back on their feet, um, after this pandemic. Cause it definitely, we all know the dive industry took, a huge hit. I mean, I, I know that there was a huge ramp up in local diving, but as far as destination diving, um, there was a lot of people. I had a lot of friends that lost jobs. I had, uh, you know, a lot of places just kind of went under because there was no travel, there was nothing. And so it was kind of cool to see this community of people super friendly, just coming out, you know, kind of talking about what they have to offer um, just, you know, like, oh, come here, come there. Um, obviously, me moving to Malaysia, there was a huge Malaysia booth. So I was really just trying to talk to them and, you know, pick people's brains and talk about like, hey, I just moved to Penang. Is there any diving in Penang? And um, I did have a few leads, uh, nothing panned out. Um, but, you know, I'm still kind of on the search, but I do have some some uh, exciting news to share with you folks here, probably towards the end of the episode. Um, but it was just kind of cool to see that, you know, just see these these people coming off the pandemic, um, just still as excited as ever to bring divers to, you know, their, their part of the world. Um, I was able to meet a really super interesting guy from, uh, not Sipanan, was it? Uh, Saipan. Saipan, which I don't know anything about Saipan prior to this. And um, I, I hate to even say this, but I did not know that Saipan is actually a U.S. territory. <laughs> so I, um, I did not know that. That was a big part of World War II. I think the Marianas, the being able to yeah, like kind a strategic of take control uh, place. Of, yeah, it was a very strategic place for for world war ii so that doesn't surprise me alongside of guam 
and those areas out there. But Saipan, yeah, there, you know, because there were two main thrusts during World War II. One was directly towards basically Japan uh, through the Pacific, and the other one was was farther south, moving up, kind of ending up in in the Philippines area. So um, very interesting sorry not not for a history lesson but no <laughs> yeah, no it is that's it's... one of the things i've studied a lot is really interesting is how all that area shakes out post world war ii and has kind of continued to be shaped by the decisions that were made right after world war ii as to whose territories were what and i mean but you and even in malaysia you're still living in what used to be a a colonial uh, from you know a, a colonial territory of England, so yeah, British that's why you, know, you drive yeah. on the other side of the road and yeah. all these other the electrical you know, weird, plugs. There's weird stuff like also, <laughs> yeah, there's a yeah exactly the electrical plugs are are British are are you know are, are from the UK. Why? Well, because they're a territory. So it's interesting to see in that part of the world a lot of the colonialism. For example, in the Philippines, they were a colony of Spain. And so it's very interesting when you look at some of the dishes of the Philippines. I'm Filipino. You know, the, you see, you know, cooking styles definitely coming across from mainland Asia. But you see ingredients like pork. Pork was not is not native to the Philippine Islands in any way, shape, or form. But it was brought by the Spanish. And so you have like pork adobo is a pretty famous Philippine dish in some ways. Well, that's like the history of of the islands in the sense that there were no pigs living on the island until the Spanish came and brought some, and then it became part of the culture, and now it's this dish. So, uh, definitely interesting part of the world that you're in from a from a historical perspective. So, yeah, Saipan. Um, sorry, we went off on a no, little, no, you know, and history one hundred and one. So. Yeah, <laughs> no, and and it's sad to say that like I did not know that, but. Um, I, I was actually chatting with this gentleman and, and, um, I could tell, I was like, oh, he's definitely, you know, from, from the States. And, um, I, I was telling him, you know, about the podcast, gave him a sticker and everything. Uh, and I was like, yeah, we'd love to have you on. And it was funny. He's like, oh, I, you know, I can talk about the name of my dive shop. Um, because the name of his dive shop is, I think it's called like Axe Murderer Divers or something. <laughs> I was like, I know. I was like, okay. And he's like, yeah, he's like, I'll talk about, yeah, he's like, I'll talk about, you know, how I got the name. And he was a super interesting, uh, cool guy. And um, so I would love to have him on. I'm I'm, uh, about to just send out a mass, uh, a bunch of emails just to try to get, you know, some interviews lined up because there was some super interesting people. Um, uh, It was really cool. There was a, a IANTD, if I'm correct. They had a booth there. And I was able to speak to a few people there uh, just about, um, you know, what they're like offering class wise. There's there's a spot in KL that uh, they they have a shop down there. And I was telling him it was funny because um, I was asking him, I was like, oh, you know, like, where, where do you dive out of KL? And, and most of the time, like, oh, well, you know, we'll do the pool sessions there and then we'll take a trip somewhere to either, you know, um, certify people in the open water uh but they're like we do have a lake and i was just like sign me up like i'm down let's go you know i'm not scared of a lake i'm you know i'm not 
you know, speaking of the the visibility, you were joking around like, oh, it's about three to five feet. It's getting better. (laughs) So um, so that's quite exciting, you know, even just to get into a lake. Um, I'm totally fine with just to meet a community of divers, um, regardless of if we have the hundred feet of visibility or two feet of visibility, I'm, I'm in it, let's do it, you know? Um, and so after I was talking to the, uh, IANTD booth, there was a gentleman there. He's a, a technical diver out of Bali. Um, I have his card. I just, it's, I gotta find it. Um, and I hope he comes on to the show because I was just, you know, talking to him about what, you know, a typical class with him is like or, um, oh, actually, you know, what was super interesting. Well, hold on. I'll, I'll finish that up in a second. Um, I, I was actually kind of bummed. I should have done it, but he, they had a pool there and uh, they were letting it was so this this I'll talk about this in a minute because I didn't know it was such a big thing. But mermaids, mermans are a huge thing right now. Huge. Like, I didn't know yeah, how... I don't know. It's insane. It's like multiple booths. There was just like this whole thing. And, and uh, I was like, I don't know if I should approach, but, you know, technically it is free diving. Um, and it's... But it's like this whole thing. And, and I mean, there was like guys that were doing it, women, like kids, old people, like every... It's like this, this movement. And I was like, oh, okay, this is kind of... Um, exciting, but I'm um, um, getting away from my story. Um, so I'm chatting with this guy from the IANTD booth. He's got a shop in Bali. And um, he, he, it was funny because he's like, man, you look super familiar. And, you know, I'm, you know, joking around. I'm like, oh, you know, I'm, I'm super famous. I'm on this podcast, yada, yada, yada. Oddly enough, he was roommates with Vincent from Under the Jungle like back in the day when he used to live in Mexico. So I was like, oh, dude, I've done some training in, in under the jungle. Um, and it was just super crazy to be like, yeah, dude, like it's such a small world, the dive community. Um, because I was like, yeah, you know, I took a, a side mount class in under the jungle. And he's like, oh, that's where I know you're from. Because I was telling him like, yeah, we interviewed Natalie and Vincent. We had him on our podcast. So um, that probably kind of helped, you know, him want to be on the podcast. I'm not sure. Maybe it was just my magnetic personality. I don't know. But um, it's the fact you look like Jason Momoa. <laughs> That's it. The chubby That's little it. brother. Um, but <laughs> uh, no, it was just super fun to him. And then uh, another person that I met at that booth, um, I'm going to butcher his name. Um, and I, I feel really bad, but I, I definitely want to go out and um, either take a course or or just do some diving out there. Uh, Robin Kustua, Kustua, Kusta, I, I I don't know, but he's um, he's you know just on the forefront of exploration in the Indonesia area of caves. He actually just made this huge breakthrough um, probably like a month or so ago, where he was able to finally find a passage through a cave that he's been exploring for quite a while. Um, He's on podcasts. Uh, like I first, I first heard of him as the podcast speaking side mount, and then so I kind of knew of him. And then when I saw that he was a speaker there, um, obviously approached him, and and uh, um, he's a super nice guy, super uh, willing to come on the podcast and just talk about you know the cave diving in Indonesia because you know as as most people know the the hot spots are Mexico, Florida. Um, there's some caves in France, um, but you know he 
he has this whole thing popping up and there's just a lot of um, unexplored territory there that he's on the forefront of, which was quite uh, interesting to, you know, hear him speak about the things that he's doing. And because um, to be honest with you, uh, before I heard of him, I didn't not I did not know that there was caves in Indonesia, um, which I'm sure there's a lot of caves in different parts of the world. But personally, I didn't know. I feel like I'm just talking about all the things I didn't know on this podcast, Saipan, caves in Indonesia. Well, that's the whole point of an of an expo, right? Is to to learn things. If you learned a bunch of things that you already knew, then yeah, what's the point of going to, Mermaids, the, to the expo, right? Mermans. I Mermaids. didn't even know that was now, a that thing. One, that one, I don't know where you've been because that you had been hiding under a rock to not notice the mermaid movement. Uh, Has it been a, a thing? There, I didn't know. For a couple of years, yeah, it's it's super. I mean, it's such a thing where people have like converted um, shipping containers into mermaid pools, and they pull them behind their trucks and go different places. And they have a mermaid, a traveling mermaid that can go to these shows. So I mean, it's it's super. I want to interview. Actually, it'd be interesting to interview someone that is a professional mermaid. It's- <laughs> I I honestly <laughs> I want to and I did get some information and I want to reach out just because it's such like like cuz I'll be honest with you I think it was about last year when it was either like Patty or SSI offered a mermaid cert and I thought it was just this like joke oh, little geez. thing and Dude, it's huge. Like they have centers now. It's like not even it's it's like this like lifestyle. And I was like I was I was just so like not amused, it's not the right word, just perplexed. Like I didn't I just did not know it was yeah. a thing. And they literally there was like five or six booths. They had the big pool set up. I mean, they they put on the whole thing. It's basically a monofin that they use and um it's a uh it's and 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 I I was thinking to myself I'm like is this technically you know is this is this something we could bring on the show and I was like well technically it is free diving like that's technically free diving so that is a form of yeah, diving it's super interesting no it's interesting because like it's a cross between diving and cosplay so it's like yeah. Comic Con meets Dima you know in some ways <laughs> yeah. like you know that that weird cross section but what's what's really interesting too is like my daughter she's she's seven now but when she was you know for me it's been really important to get my kids in in the water and confident in around water you know so they they all you know my five-year-old or my um my seven-year-old and my four-year-old are fully competent swimmers and literally last weekend i had my two two and a half year old out there and we took the floaties off and we started working on you know jumping in the pool and getting to the edge. Right. Uh, and it's been a really important long story short, my seven year old, when she was five wanted a monofin and the whole mermaid thing. And so we got it and I tried to teach her how to use it. And it's a little complicated for kids to figure out how to move their body in that way. But she would like put on the whole regalia, you know, the, the tail and the, the fin and button it up or anything like that. And then just sit and lounge in the pool chair, you know, like she was, <laughs> she was a mermaid out of the water, you know? So it is some sort of like, I, I want to talk to someone who does it simply because I want to understand more of the, like, cause you don't have, you don't have goggles or a mask on. So no. you know, goggles yeah. for swimming or a mask. So you, you can't see anything under the water very well. 
even through the glass, people coming and seeing you. I mean, it's got to be a blurry. Yeah. Oh, yeah. You know, outline. So I just I'm curious what's in it for the for the merman or the or the mermaid. I or guess the like, cosplay you know, aspect. The, I didn't a, even think about that. Yeah. There's a subculture of like, or is it like, you know, I, I, there's a certain company if, you know, you own the Halcyon Mermaid um, <laughs> tail and, and monofin versus the, you know, the uh, the Dive Gear Express one. Like, is there, you know, what's the pecking order of the mermaids and, you know, what do they get out of it? So it's, it, it is an interesting thing, but, um, but yeah, no, it's been a whole thing for, for a few years. And I mean, obviously, you know, and then there's a distinctive specialty, of course, that comes out. I saw a distinctive specialty the other day, and I'm not picking on Patty. I'm not picking on um, the person that created this because I'm sure for for that individual, you know, it was a lot of work, and and we credit the work, but it was underwater magician. No, and oh, okay. <laughs> it was literally like magic tricks underwater to help explain the magic man. Uh, you know. Uh, diving theory you know it was, it was just like really have we, have we gone around the bend that far like you know yeah. where, where we're now you know i can have a have a certification card that i'm an underwater magi- magician like <laughs> that just sounds a uh, little a little too far for me um there's one that they do uh i'm pretty sure all a lot of the shops do it um and, and more than just texas probably just the united states uh but there's a underwater pumpkin carving um um certification which to be honest oh, it's with a you certifi- i know it's an event i didn't know it was I a believe, certification uh, it might not be i don't know it might be an event i i wouldn't be surprised if there was a certification that you could get for it but um <laughs> honestly though it's something that's not very easy like you're taking a buoyant pumpkin underwater and then you know, like you're you're literally trying to carve this thing underwater, and it becomes like this fun event. Actually, I think one of the first events that I ever worked at uh, while I was while I worked at Dive World, um, and probably I, I know I met him before was producer Daniel. We were both dive masters on that event, and um, that's probably like the first time I actually ever worked with producer Daniel was. Um, he was, uh, he was a dive master on there and I was a dive master and, um, we were like scheduled for four dives that day or something. And it was kind of cold. I think that was like, I had the dry suit and he was still in like his seven mil or something. I can't even remember. Maybe he can, maybe he can tell us about it, but, um, quick segue off of the mermaid. Cause you had mentioned, um, Halcyon, uh, really, Really cool. Uh, if most of you know about Hal- Halcyon, if most of you know about GUE, uh, Jared Jablonski uh, was actually there, and I got to sit in some of his talks. And um, super interesting guy. Um, you know, if you know about just his past, his history, because um, I believe he was the the creator. Well, he he's the founder of GUE, I believe. And then also he's the, I want to say the creator, he had something to do with the foundation of Halcyon 2. Is that correct? Am I, am I assuming you're correcting that? Yeah, he's in the mix for sure. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, so he's done some some absolutely amazing stuff uh, just to kind of hear him talk about. I, I got to, you know, listen in on a presentation um, just, you know, uh, I, I believe it was literally uh, called like tech diving or something. Um, and it was just a super fun thing to to watch. What was his presentation? 
Oh, how to teach technical diving and when to say no. Um, and, you know, he's very strong, opinionated on some stuff, which was, um, which I mean, you know, a tech diver, I think he just kind of comes with the territory, but uh, super interesting guy. Um, I didn't get a chance to actually speak to him. Um, you know, he's kind of a celebrity status diver just because of all the stuff that he does. Um, and then, uh, so, but he, the, the first presentation I had with him, fourth element had a huge booth there. And that's a, a line that I've been wanting to, um, I've known of them for a while. Uh, I've been looking at that Argonaut for a while. The, from fourth element? Dry suit. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. What did and, you, did you see it? Uh, I have not, but I know people that, um, are huge fourth element fans. I think I know there was a. There's an individual uh, that I knew from Dive World that picked up a fourth element dry suit, I believe. Um, but it, it's they just, from what I hear, they have a very you know good following, quality stuff. So it was kind of cool just to be able to see the stuff that they have there. Um, they did not have a dry suit. I went and asked because that was one of the first things I was like, oh, I just want to go and check out a dry suit. Um, not that I don't, I don't see myself doing any dry suit diving anytime soon, but, um, you know, uh, I, I'm happy with my dry suit, but, um, I definitely feel like I could be happier. We'll just put it that way. <laughs> yeah. I'm in the market. Yeah. Um, I actually but, just sent some messages off to some friends about, Hey, who, who, what do you recommend and who do you have hookups with? Cause I'm I'm looking to upgrade that by the end of the year. That's one of my – it was like, am I going to do dry suit or am I going to do a scooter? And I was like, you know, I'm going to do a new – I mean, I have a dry suit. I, my dry suit's fine, but I want to upgrade my dry suit. No, there's nothing wrong with that. I'm in you it know? so much. Because I'm, I'm in the same boat. I'm like, oh, I, I my, my dry suit's really nice. There's nothing wrong with my dry suit. Um, but there's just a couple things that – um, I was like, ah, you know, it'd be nice. Um, you know, obviously DUI is a, a big name out there. Um, and then when Fourth Element, I was able to see their booth, which was kind of cool. Um, another really uh, interesting conversation I had was, and this is something that I, um, I mean, you know, just like anything else in life, I'm like, oh, you know, I don't see myself doing that. But it was just nice to have a conversation with this gentleman uh, there was a, a representative from DiveSoft. DiveSoft had a booth there, and um, I got basically a, this this really good breakdown of the Liberty CCR. Um, and you know, I was telling him, I was like, "Hey, you know, I'm not a I'm not a rebreather diver. I don't see it happening anytime soon. Um, but I would love to know more about the system." And um, super cool guy, and he was very pumped to come on the show. So I hope that we can have him on, and he can talk about the dive soft, the Liberty, um, because that's uh, as as many of you know. I kind of went down the the side mount route, and um, that's a very popular one with side mount divers because it basically just takes the place of one of your tanks on your side, um, and, or you can back mount it as well. You can do it either or. Uh, but he was just kind of, you know, giving me the run through on that. Um, it's a company out of the Czech Republic, I believe. Uh, but, you know, obviously Divesoft, I've known of them for quite a while. So that was pretty cool. Um, a lot of places from Indonesia, which is super cool. Uh, there was actually a booth, Oasis Divers, um, that is on the island, my favorite island in the, wor the world, Bunaken, um, in Indonesia. And they're kind of 
more geared towards um they do all types of diving there but i believe they're the only one on the islands that can cater to technical divers um, so you could go to their facility take technical classes you could do back mount doubles side mount um which is really cool just to you know because anything boonakian is just right up my alley it's literally you've heard me say it's my favorite place in the whole world i can't wait to get back there um oh another Sorry, I'm just rambling now. Um, but another really cool uh, conversation I had was I was able to um, talk to the uh, raid regional manager. Um, super cool guy. I've been just kind of looking at raid probably. Um, I'll be honest. I think the first time I heard of them was when they they came out with the new this, you know, kind of new thing for the industry where, uh, you don't have to pay yearly dues. Um, you just have to teach a certain amount of classes a year and that keeps you, um, in good with the company, which is very radical type of, you know, thing considering, you know, most, most agencies, you have to pay your yearly dues. Um, you know, and that was kind of a huge thing during the pandemic because there was pretty much everybody was out of work, but, um, you know, I know one agency in particular, there was kind of a lot that got a lot of flack because they were, didn't give any breaks on yearly dues or whatnot. Um, so that was kind of cool. And they have a little bit of higher standards. They have uh, quite the lineup of instructors, um, which was, uh, you know, kind of what attracted me to them in the first place. And um, just something I might, you know, think about, um, you know, kind of either doing a crossover or just kind of seeing what they have to offer a little bit more. Well, cool. It sounds like a lot of interesting people, a lot of things learned and some connections. Um, the, the, I have two more burning questions maybe to, to wrap this one up. Um, one of those is what's the big news? So you, you've been teasing us uh, all along that there's some, there's some big an- announcement coming uh for you or uh, not a big announcement but uh, you know some some good news what is your what is your good news that you got out of the the expo um well uh, a couple things that i i am excited about um well hold on before before i go into that there's one person that i definitely have to mention um i really 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 hope that he comes on the show i'm going to reach out to him um but i don't know if any of you listeners out there are familiar with mark powell Um, but he has a book out there called Deco for divers. Uh, he's just kind of on the forefront. I didn't know that he was, uh, he was like, he introduces himself. He's like, I'm a wreck diver, but you know, this is what I do. Um, and that, that was a, a very interesting, um, talk that he had was the 10 myths about decompression, um, which was quite, you know, an interesting conversation or topic, I should say. Um, but if you don't, if you don't, hopefully, uh, we can get him on the show. Um, if you don't, if we don't, and you don't know who he is, definitely go check him out. He's got a really good book out there, Deco for Divers. And I think he has a new book out soon or has a book. I'm not hundred percent sure, but I'm really hoping that we can get him out on the show. Um, but no, so, uh, my little bit of news, I have kind of a couple things that I, uh, am excited about. Um, so obviously if you, you know, all you diehard listeners out there, if you know, I moved to Malaysia, I moved to an area that's not really known for diving. 
Um, it's a very well-known place. It's got a huge island, Penang. It's very well-known amongst backpackers and travelers, um, but not so much diving. And uh, I don't know when I became a member of this group, if it was recently, but basically before I moved out here, I was just, you know, any, any Malaysian diving group, I was just signing up for on Facebook. Like, you know, just let me, let me be a part of that group. Um, and, uh, so there was this one called Penang divers. And so I, I, you know, just put up a post on there like, Hey, um, are there any local divers here in Penang? And of course I got this, you know, little comment back, which I was like, okay, me, we're going to be instant friends. The comment was, yeah, it's called Penang divers or something. (laughs) And I was like, okay, fair point. Um, and I, <laughs> okay, so? I know. Yeah, I know. Okay, right. So? Um, so, uh, I started chatting with them and, um, so unfortunately I, uh, fortunately I am going diving next Saturday. Unfortunately, it's not in the ocean. It's going to be in a pool. Um, but there is a, uh, I guess there's this big pool. It's called the Penang international sports arena and they have this like massive olympic sized pool that's about five meters deep which is about 15 16 feet for for you folks out there that don't know meters um and they do a lot of training in there and um i you know i was telling him he 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 was telling me about this and he's like yeah you know he's like when i can't go diving i'll just go there you know it's it's like uh 50 ringgit um you just go you can rent a tank and you can hop in the water um, they have a lot of, a lot of people do classes there. He's like, I've seen open water through rescue. And then they just kind of finish out the, the open water portion on a trip. Cause there's stuff two hours North, two hours South. Um, and so I, I started just kind of chatting with him like, Oh, what's your, you know, what's your ability level? Um, he's done a tech 40 class. He, um, I believe he says he's, he's a, a rebreather diver. Um, but then he sends me this picture and he's like, I wouldn't recommend doing this. And it's literally him coming out of the water um, in the waters of Penang and just diving. Like he's like, yeah, I just went to go check it out. And he's like, I wouldn't recommend it. It's about a meter to maybe two meters of visibility. And I was like, dude, well, first, I literally was going to plan on I was planning on doing that at some point if there was no other option because I'm by the ocean. And now I have somebody to go and do that with because um, if you know, a, me- a meter is about three feet. And at the beginning of the show, you heard Jay over there talking about, oh, you know, the visibility is about three to five feet, which is good for Lake Travis. You know, not great for Lake Travis, but, you know, it's, it's a good day. Um, so that's something I'm very used to. So I was like, yeah, dude, this is like, let's do it. Let's do it. And um, so I was talking to him and I was like, hey, I just don't get it. There's diving two hours north. There's diving two hours south. We have a big island. There's other smaller little islands that they'll bring people snorkeling to. Like, has there ever been a project here for people to search for dive sites? And he's like, not to my knowledge. So um, I'm actually going to chat with him more. And I might try, you know, maybe to start up, you know, kind of a a project here to find the diving in Penang. Um, And now that I have somebody that's willing to get in this murky water with me, it's kind of pushes me more to find these dive sites. Yeah. You just need to make friends with somebody who, you know, will, will volunteer their time to take you out on the boat and pay for, uh, pay for gas. That's and what then I'm you saying. Can just drop buoy lines in and go down and nope, come back up, you know, like just geotag the whole thing. And 
That's awesome, man. I, I mean, I remember when you first got there, you said, well, maybe it's going to be on me. You know, maybe it's going to be on me. And that's awesome that you're you're kind of taking the reins on that. And I'm excited to to see where that ends up. Yeah, no, I'm I'm pumped just because, um, you know, if anything, you know, it's it's kind of my version of exploring. You know, it's not a cave, it's not a shipwreck, but it's an area that you know maybe we can potentially find dive sites, and and maybe I'm barking up the wrong tree. Who knows? You know, maybe I'm climbing up the wrong buoy. You know, I have no idea, but it's it's an exciting like <laughs> venture to just think about. Um, and I hope it works. Like I'm actually meeting him. We've been chatting a lot through WhatsApp. Um, you know, just him kind of telling me about him, me, you know, we're trying to get a group together, but he, you know, he was like, yeah, I just wish that there was more hardcore divers. Apparently there is, but it is a technical dive. Um, there's a shipwreck, but it's about 60 meters deep. So that's way beyond anything on the scope that I am doing right now. Um, but maybe that's something to work towards, to be able to go check out this shipwreck yeah. or something. Um, and then reason. Uh, so I'm quite excited about that. So I'll keep you, uh, I'll keep everybody posted on how that goes, but yes, I'm going to a pool next week to go dive. And if anything, I'll be able to, um, you know, meet some other people if they're diving there. I'm sure that there's a little community based out of there. Maybe I'll meet some more folks and, um, uh, you know, just kind of making, making headway on that front. But um well last- there you go next next year's adex talk for you uh yeah. next year's <laughs> you know adex talk will be unlocking penang yeah. the treasures of penang diving right so really though see, we already have the title for your talk and then I'm- you just you know spend a year unlocking it and then you'll be at adex as a pre- presenter next year so yeah perfect, and, perfect um circle so there i really though they have a uh um speaking of um because I know we've talked about maybe doing you guys doing a trip out here. Um, they're actually having, and, and I'm going to try to go to it. We're going to see what happens. Um, but they're actually having an ADEX in the Maldives. And um, I don't know if you heard me talk about it earlier, but I actually tried to make a bunch of shirts for the podcast to go out and just spread a bunch of shirts, you know, just hand out shirts, get people to um, sign up for the podcast. Literally, uh, the, the expo, I flew out there on Thursday. I was back here on Sunday. The shirts were in front of my house or my apartment on Monday morning. <laughs> so I, um, missed out on that. It's always but, the way it works. Um, so maybe, you know, we can plan for a, a Maldives trip in March or, you know, it's, what's kind of cool is they have them like a few times a year out here. So, um, I'm hoping to save those shirts for next time around, um, or my next dive trip, um, but then, sorry, last last bit of news, and then I'll I'll quit uh, yapping. Um, uh, so I've actually been speaking with a instructor who is out of the Philippines, and uh, I'm gonna go take some classes with him. Um, I'm quite excited. Uh, it's somebody that I've been following for years, so I reached out to him actually before I left uh, the states just to say, hey, I'm moving to Malaysia. Um, I would love to take some classes with you. Um, he's he's uh, a uh, big name, I guess. I mean, he's, he's a very knowledgeable individual. Um, uh, his name's Andy Davis, um, scuba tech Philippines, I believe, or is that scuba tech Philippines? I think that's what it is. And so I'm quite excited. Uh, I actually got, we got on the phone and chatted for about 30 minutes. Um, he is located in the Subic Bay area of the Philippines, um, which is, uh, one of the, one of the, highest concentration of world war two wrecks. I, I think there's another area 
Um, and uh, I, I, don't quote me on that. I know there's a lot of wrecks in the Philippines area, uh, but I, and I know there's a lot of wrecks in the Subic Bay area. I don't know if it's the highest concentration, um, but so that'll be kind of nice. I might, um, who knows, maybe I'll end up, you know, going and taking a wreck diving class or something. Cause um, you know, maybe, maybe go to Indonesia and take a cave diving class and go to Philippines and take a wreck diving class. No, I think if anything, I, I would make my way back to under the jungle to do a cave diving class, but who knows? We'll see. You know what I mean? They, they were really good there. So, um, you know, we'll just see what the future holds, but so I'm quite excited about some of the stuff that I've got going on and I'll definitely keep everybody, keep everybody informed as things happen. Well, awesome. It sounds like you had a good time and really glad to hear that the show was a success and that you got a lot out of it. I mean, that's, that's the key with, I think these dive expos in general, I'll, as an announcement on my end, I'll actually be at DEMA this year, the first week of November in Orlando, uh, considering if it, if everything gets kind of buttoned back up from this, you know, Hurricane Ian that just went through yesterday and today, uh, I'm not sure how that's going to affect DEMA, if at all, um, but it might. And so as long as DEMA continues on, then I will be there the first week of November and looking forward to that show and, and meeting some of our listeners out there, hopefully, and getting to know same thing you went through, getting to know, meet some new faces and hear some new things and, you know, check some stuff out. So really glad the show went well. And, and thanks for reporting back all, all the things that you learned and, and all the folks that you met. Are you going to do any diving uh, while you're in Florida? Yeah. So we're going to, I'm going to stay another week, actually like seven more days. And we're actually going to run a tech one tech creational combo class with our training director, Ben Boss, who's coming from all the way from Norway. So he's flying across for DEMA from Norway. And then uh, we haven't figured out exactly locations because it's kind of a weird, with that class, you need kind of all layers of of depth. So you need everything from like 20 to 30 feet to, to 80 to 90, all the way down to 160. And so we were talking about going to high springs, but then it's tough to get 160 feet anywhere in the spring right like um and especially that that you know 70 to 90 foot range to be out of a cavern zone is tough in the springs but everything else would work so we've talked about maybe pompano and and going offshore there but then that requires a you know kind of boat charters and those sorts of things so we haven't figured out exactly what we're going to do in terms of the location yet but uh we're going to drive from orlando down to the next location and then we're going to do that that class. Um, and I'm really looking forward to that. I think it'll be a, um, an awesome time as long as, you know, hurricanes and storms and stuff like that cooperate with us. Uh, it will be a, a really awesome time. That damn Ian. Yeah. And who knows? I mean, it's, it's that, that time. So, I mean, that'll be the second week of November. So hopefully it's good and clear. And that's why you'd prefer to be in, in the Springs because you're not going to be as affected by those things, but we just can't find, you know, it's going to be hard to find the, the right dive sites or maybe we're going to be driving all over for for a while. So, yeah, I'm excited to stay and f- do some Florida diving. That will be my, my end of the year dive trip. And, you know, I was going to actually try to get back to Mexico by the end of the year, but I'm going to try to do that at the beginning of the year next year uh, instead uh, so I can do this Florida trip. And maybe, just maybe, going back to our desert island dives, I've been kind of talking about maybe, just maybe, we do our deeper dives 
on the Ariskany, which oh, I think the flight deck is at 140. And so we would be right in that range if if we could do the Ariskany. But, you know, helium's expensive and right now and you know, everything's a little pricey gas wise. So it's, uh, both, both for the boat fuel and for your back gas. So <laughs> it could get pricey when you start to, uh, to get up there, but we'll see you. So I'm excited about that. So if you're going to be at DEMA, reach out, uh, Jay at the dive table.com. Let me know you'll be there and I'd love to connect, uh, you know, bring you some, some swag, uh, if I can fit it in the, in the gear bag, along with everything else that you have to bring for a, for a tech one class. Um, but, but yeah, excited about that trip. Cool. All right. Any any last thoughts about ADEX? No, just uh, had a great time. Thank you for all the wonderful people that I met. Um, thank you for the booth that shared their whiskey with me. <laughs> I was quite hey. fun. First time I had whiskey and since I moved here, so that was quite fun. But no, a great time. Definitely highly recommend hitting any ADEX show if you get a chance, um, any conference. Schema, ADEX, any type of stuff. It's it's a really great place to kind of, you know, see what's going on, meet some people, find some new destinations, um, learn about mermaids and mermans. Um, so good times, good times. <laughs> yeah, and shout out to the ADEX organizers and all the work that they put into to bringing divers together. Uh, so congratulations on what sounds like was a very successful show. And congratulations on the first one post this pandemic. So finding the the new normal. I don't think it's really back to normal or business as usual. It's it's a new world in some ways. And so finding that new normal. Shout out to the ADEX folks there. I did hear the other day that the uh, they declared the pandemic over. Did you hear that? Yeah, That's, I did. I did. I read some of those things. Yeah, yeah that's interesting. The the who or whatnot. I don't know if it was them, but they said that the pandemic is technically over. So yay for yeah, that. It's, yeah, so we've, we've reached enough people that have had it that it's no longer a threat to those that don't. Well, that's not true. I don't know how you'd phrase that. I don't. The, the, we'll have to look at the criteria for exactly how you declare that. But essentially, enough of us have had it that it tip the scales to where it's no longer a pandemic that you might get it (laughs) you know yeah now you now you've you've already been there done that so it's no longer a (laughs) pandemic for you (laughs) well thank god i actually it's funny in my truck my um my little littlest daughter she likes to climb into the front seat and mess with the uh the glove box when we're waiting to pick up the the girls from school. And anyway, she popped open the the glove box the other day and it's just a full glove box full of masks. <laughs> I was like, Oh yeah. I remember we, we had all those in there because you know, you always forgot your mask when you stepped outside oh, you never know. going yeah. somewhere. And so we had them in the truck and I was like, Oh man, uh, like I don't, uh, I don't, it's, it feels like a long time ago that you had to wear a mask to go anywhere. Right. And oh, now it's yeah. like, Oh yeah. Look at these relics of, uh, <laughs> of the pandemic sitting in my glove box, you know, like it's pretty funny. So the mask will go the way of pogs and, uh, you know, Pokemon cards and all Back the other to the doctors things, right? for the masks. <laughs> exactly. All right. Well, we hope you enjoyed the show. And as always, we would love to hear from you. Maybe you were at ADEX and you saw Nick 
and uh, or you didn't and you have your own opinions uh, or maybe you're a merman or a, a mermaid out there and and you heard this episode and you want to to share your world with us because we would love to understand that more um, reach out to us go to www.thedivetable.com or you can send us a message uh, you know on on that website or j at the divetable.com nick at the divetable.com Daniel at the divetable.com. Shoot us a message. Let us know you're out there. We'd love to hear from you and hear your story. And if you enjoy our show, enjoy this episode, be sure to subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts. And if you're so gracious to leave us a review, uh, I think the best place to do that is Apple. I think that's where it, it helps the algorithms enough um, that, it, that it makes an impact. So if you want to leave a review, we'd love to hear from you that way too. But um, you can do that on Apple or Apple Podcasts. Thanks for joining us today. And as always, we hope to have you back on the next episode of The Dive Table. The Dive Table is a production of Fish Dive Surf Incorporated and a member of the Fish Dive Surf Podcast Network. You can find out more at www.fishdivesurf.com.